You're listening to Infinite Banking Radio with your host, Patrick Donahoe. You know, there's solutions out there to every one of the financial problems that Americans are facing today, and those solutions are right underneath their nose. The Infinite Banking concept has helped hundreds of thousands of individuals manage their hard-earned money effectively using time-tested financial principles that cannot fail. The intent of this podcast is to awaken these time-tested principles and reinstate certainty into the financial makeup of Americans. Our society is saturated in debt. Our portfolios are made up of the same speculative investments and theories that have failed us time and time again. The banking and securities industries have ruled financial planning for decades, and the only true benefactors are them. The infinite banking concept has proven to be the ideal solution. Good morning, everybody. This is Patrick Donahoe. Welcome to Infinite Banking Radio. It is the middle of May, and oh, what a beautiful May it is. Spring has spr- finally sprung here here in Utah. Uh, for those of you who are listening for the first time, uh, this this podcast is about explaining the, the theory and the methodology behind the infinite banking concept, which was conceptualized and invented by R. Nelson Nash. Here at Paradigm Life, we, uh, we pride ourselves in being able to educate individuals on how to utilize this concept in their personal lives as it has changed thousands and hundreds of thousands of individuals. And today, in, in looking at what's going on in the economy, we, we believe it is the ideal solution, as the introduction said. Uh, my name is Patrick Donahoe. I'm, I'm joined here with Michael Bonney in, uh, in our studio, and uh, it's a pleasure to be with you. We have some interesting things to talk about today. Uh, but first and foremost, we do have a lot of information on our website. Please visit us at www.paradigmlife.net. We also have several years of podcasts, and uh, these podcasts range in, in topics, uh, but we definitely think that you will, you will benefit from all of it. Uh, today, our, our focus is, uh, is going to be on the concept of scarcity and abundance. Now, on previous podcasts, I've mentioned that uh, the, one of the Austrian schools of economics, uh, the Mises Institute, uh, one of the individuals that speaks for them, he also speaks for the Foundation for Economic Education, which is another one of the Austrian schools, um, is, is coming out with a book this coming summer, which is called How Privatized Banking Works. And uh, he, he's been sending out, his name's Carlos Lara, and he's been sending out uh, a few tidbits uh, and snippets of information uh, from this book. And uh, it's very profound. I'm, I'm ecstatic to, to be able to, to read that book this coming July. Uh, but he does talk in there uh, about a concept uh, that totally makes sense. And it's this concept of, of scarcity being good. Now, oftentimes we think of scarcity being bad. And uh, you go back to a couple years and, you know, we definitely talked about this whole principle of scarcity and how it in fact could be bad. So today what we're going to do is, is dive into scarcity versus abundance, uh, talk about the good and the bad the ugly, the evil, the 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 whatever. I don't know how. <laughs> the good, the bad, the, the good, ugly. the bad, the ugly. Uh, and then and so it's a, it's going to be an interesting topic. So Michael, you've had some time to think a, about this, and I know that you've put some some time and effort into kind of thinking what would be the best uh, thing to explain on our on our podcast. So let's just dive let's just dive right into it. How how would how would we define scarcity? Scarcity. That's a good question, Patrick. And you know, I have done a little bit of research on this, just based upon what a lot of my clients have said, and just wanting to to because I find that uh, in dealing with with individuals, you know, there are two prevalent mindsets, and that and that you've hit it on the head: scarcity versus abundance. So, in my mind, if I were to define scarcity, I would feel that scarcity is an is an expression of an inner thought that there is a lack. Okay. 
So so lack. So uh, so we're we're talking more more mindset now, okay? And that's and we, we need to differentiate between the two because from a mindset standpoint, um, I think that scarcity is bad. So when we have lack or limitation, we can define that as as scarcity, right? And negative thoughts, obviously, we know exudes negative energy, um, and so obviously that 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 goes uh, a long way as far as creating negative circumstances mm. in, in your life. Um, but at the same time, scarcity. Let's just let's just kind of define it gen- generally speaking speaking as having having limits okay and so we're going to get into what things have limits which you know our our emphasis is going to be on resources right resources across the board whether it's time which is finite whether it's money which is which is finite well i have a 100 trillion dollar zimbabwe dollar right now so maybe in zimbabwe the the money is not finite <laughs> i'm just kidding um, but you know so so scar- so scarcity of resources oil natural gas energy some you know forms of electricity um, you know, there's, there's, there's scarcity when it comes to that, correct? Yes. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the other side of the spectrum, which is abundance. Okay. So what, what, what is abundance? Abundance would simply just be the opposite. Plentitude. Pl- plentitude. So no limits. Okay. Um, inf- infinite. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the mind, the mindset, right? So on, on, uh, from a mindset standpoint, uh, the capacity of a human being is infinite. Look at what we've I mean, seriously, look at what we've created thus far in the in the history of the world, mm. right? Look at where we're at in this day and age with the technology we're using right now, okay? The and and we continue to to press forward and you know better benefit this tech or better uh, tweak the the technology, increase uh, its efficiency and so forth. My brother and I were were talking about the new the new iPhone, the four G, which is supposed to be this killer killer type of phone right yeah for now for now but you know two years on the road you're gonna have this other new you know yeah. so it's gonna keep going on and on and, on. and that's not just with communication technology it's with medical technology and medicine and, and so forth all right so abundance is is limit uh limitless okay um okay so resources are not limitless okay R- resources are finite and when individuals start to view resources from an abundant standpoint what starts to happen they start to start to waste waste it. Okay, they make these resources inefficient. That's why we have prices today. Okay, if we had an abundance of computers, there wouldn't be a price tag on. If we just had finite amount or infinite amounts of computers, we everybody would have one. No one would have to pay for them, right? If we had infinite amounts of food, if we had infinite amount of shelter, nobody would pay for it. But because there is finite, that's why you have to have prices. Okay, all right. So let's talk about the good, the bad, the ugly the indifferent, the inefficient, the efficient. All right, so scarcity. Why, why is why is scarcity good? Let's start with that. Why could scarcity be good? <clears throat> well, to a certain degree, it would force you to, if there were a scarcity of dollars, mm-hmm. if you had a scarcity of dollars in your budget, yep. it would force you to take stewardship over those dollars. Exactly. So you define where, or define where this amount of dollars go, where this amount of dollars go. Okay. Right. Um, so scarce resources, okay, prices, time, money. I mean, we, we only have a certain amount of time during the day, which is finite, okay? And in that time, we choose where, where we are employed, which ultimately leads to the money that we have. So that money becomes finite. Even though our capacity to earn money is infinite, okay, the actual dollar amount that's in our bank account is a dollar amount. It's a number. It's a finite amount. When we spend that money, 
and all of it's gone, all of it's gone. We don't have any more. We don't have yeah. any more. So we have to decide what is the most efficient use of my money, right? Is it a $200,000 house? Is it a $100,000 house? Is it a $200,000 house and a $5,000 car? Or is it a $100,000 house and a $20,000 car? I mean, you have to figure out what the most efficient way to use your money is. Is my money better inside of a CD or is it better in a 401k? Is my money better in a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA? We, we have all these, you know, a lot of things that go on in our mind, okay? So what determines scarcity from that standpoint? Okay, what determines how we look at scarce resources and figure out what the best use for them is? It would be formulated a, a form, formulated in our minds as our opinions. And it's it's opinion-based. All right, so how do we form our opinions? Uh, experience. Okay. Um, so our experiences could be what, you know, David Bobby says on TV or what Gene Jones says on the radio, right? That, that helps form our opinions, mm-hmm. right? What about some of the books that we read? Yeah. Right. Personal experience that we've had with maybe our own mismanagement of money. Our own, maybe our, our, our parents, our parents or- right? Our, our coworkers, our, our society or cultural in general. I mean, look at third world countries, okay? Third world countries, they're, they're human beings, but because they haven't had maybe the circumstances or the opportunities that we have, find themselves in a very, very, very scarce scenario when it comes to knowledge and wisdom. Does that take away from their capacity to have that knowledge and wisdom? No. No. Do they have it? They certainly do. They absolutely do. Go go look at the Nobel Prize winner from 2006. Okay. How did he win the Nobel Prize? He went, I think it was 2006. He went down to these third world countries and gave them these little microloans. And what did they do with the microloans? They, they went and, and invested them in businesses. All right. So they bought a cell phone, rented the cell phone minutes to their neighbor. They went to the farms, used the money. So again, they have this They have this capacity. But again, going back to my point, knowledge, wisdom, intelligence, and so forth creates efficiency. Okay. So that's why scarcity is good because we figure out, we start to use our minds, which are infinite, to look at these scarce resources and make them the most efficient. All right. Let's look at why scarcity is bad. Okay, so scarcity is bad because of that mindset thing, which is, I don't believe in myself. I can't do this. That barrier is impossible. You can't do this. And we hear that all, we hear that all yeah. the time, don't yeah, we? we do. Right? And I find myself saying it to my, to my kids sometimes. You can't do that. You can't do No, you're too little to get up on the, uh, get on the counter. Now, even though that's true because <laughs> you don't want them to fall <laughs> off of the counter and you know, hurt themselves, but at the same time, do they, can they really not do that? They can do that. Okay. And if they oftentimes do. And they do. And, and obviously when I'm more negative, yeah, I know the whole rebellion so, thing. And I was thinking about this, Patrick, and I, you know how scarcity, just driving home the other night, flipped on the radio, uh, radio talk show host, talking about this scarcity mindset and how individuals, in, you know, this perfectly relates to what you're, you're mentioning, how a scarcity mindset creates in the mind a certain irresponsibility when it comes to management of money. And why is that? If an individual feel, has a scarcity mindset and they lack their ability to take stewardship over their money, mm-hmm. they're going to call in, they're going to accept someone else's opinion at face value. Yep. And once they do that, they've completely negated the, their own responsibility and stewardship over their money. Yeah, and obviously with, with, every, with every opinion, opinions are from imperfection. Right now, I'm not saying that all opinions are good or bad. I'm just saying that in, opinions sometimes are drafted and created with misinformation or partial information, right? And so, if you have somebody that starts making absolute claims, 100% 
what they consider 100% true claims on certain things. Okay, you find a lot of scarcity there. Yeah. Right? Because you teach somebody, especially when you're in the media, right? There's such a huge influence on the media or influence on us by the media. And we believe with absoluteness that these things, whatever the heck they say, is, is true or false. Right, and it, and it's unfortunate because then people don't think for think for themselves. Yep. Okay, so uh, as far as scarcity being being bad, yeah, when you when your mind gets closed to certain concepts, etc., um, it, it could lead and, and kind of perpetuate and get worse. Right. All right. How else? How else is scarcity? How else is scarcity bad? Again, the negativity, the limiting yourself, etc. Okay. Okay, that's good. So let's get on to abundance. Okay. Why is abundance good? Okay. Well, as we said before, you know, if individuals stopped producing 100 years ago or 200 years ago, where would we be today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. And so if, if individuals didn't have these, the, if they had these limits, they wouldn't have broken through those limits. Um, but yeah, once, once an individual, individual discovers what his potential is, right, he continues to try and break and break and break barriers. Yeah. Right. Why does, you know, Hussein Bolt, right? I mean, he broke the, the the hundred yard, and he did under what, like, ten seconds, I think it was. But I know it's do- I was done before. But again, world records continue to be broken and broken. Yeah, and, broken and it's and funny broken. that once once the you know once the 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 uh, the four minute mile was run, how long did it take before the four minute mile was run? It, but then once it was broken, yeah. it was broken and broken and broken and broken again. Exactly. Yeah. Once those limits are, and that's why you have you know. Uh, Apple is con- competing against Google. You know, Apple has the iPhone. Google has the Droid. Apple is going to come out with a new one. Google is going to. I mean, it just goes. And that's yeah. what competition does. It breeds efficiency. It, pr- it breeds co- uh, breeds progress. And that comes from the mindset of abundance. Okay, awesome. So from the mindset of abundance, not having limits, it's very good. So how is abundance bad? Well, equally to how scarcity can control our decisions, abundance can do the same thing. Okay. Because. The money or the resources that we have lose value in our minds. Okay. So, again, if we had a mass amounts of gold, just tons and tons and tons, and just gold everywhere. Like the walls right. were gold and the streets were gold and our computers were gold. I mean, would gold have the price that it has right now? No way. No. Right. And so, obviously, when we have a certain resource and we have an abundance of it, it we start to waste. We start to waste it. Okay, that's why when you know this whole idea of Parkinson's law, which you and I always talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you have Park- Parkinson's law is basically the more money you make, the more money you spend. So as you have a raise, okay, that comes into your into your coffer, into your bank account, right? What is the individual's tendency to do that? What to do with it? It'll show up in their driveway. All right, it'll sh- whether it's a car or whether it's you know the new four wheeler, etc. Right, because y- you have a certain finite amount of resources that you've been used. To, to utilizing in, in whatever you, whatever source, whatever yeah. thing you're, you're purchasing, right? But now you have uh, more of it, and you know yep. you, you obviously increase and, and go to the paycheck to paycheck. Thing. Well, and this is a conversation for another day, but, I mean, there is a sense of entitlement. I've worked for my money. I have the right to spend it. Yep. Okay, so my, my, my as I've mentioned on previous shows, my, my background is economics. Economics is the study uh, of the most productive use of resources that have alternative uses, okay? So resources like time. Obviously, we, we're determining that this 20, 25 minutes of time is more valuable than, you know, going to the gym, right? Or this time right here is more valuable than eating lunch. I mean, wh- whatever, okay? Um, so 
all, all finite resources have alternative uses, okay? So the, the resource that we always talk about with individuals is the money resource, okay? That's our expertise. We believe that the infinite banking concept is the most efficient way to spend and save money. And we've proven it time and time again. Again, it cuts against the, the norm, the, the, the social norm that's out there. It cuts against the grain. It's very hard for t people to, to adapt. But we do have, uh, you know, the $10,000 challenge, which has, you know, never never been beat. But the $10,000 challenge is if you can find out a better way, a better purchasing and saving system than, than, we, than we have. And it's not us. You know, we didn't create it. We're just, we're, you know, we just uh, took what Nelson Nash uh, created and, uh, and and are expanding on it, right? But we have that challenge that if you can find something better, we're, we're all ears, okay? So again, economics is looking at what the most productive use of resources that have alternative uses, okay? So um, so anything anything else do you have to say? I know you have some notes down there, Michael. We've we've done a good job of covering what, what comes to my mind when discussing scarcity and abundance. All right. So bottom line is scarcity can be very good. Right, scarcity from the standpoint of having finite days, fi figuring out our abundant mind and figuring out what the best use of our resources are. Uh, for more information on the infinite banking concept, you can purchase Nelson Nash's book. Uh, you can go to infinitebanking.org. He has a, an, an audio book on there. He has uh, an ebook on there, and then he has the physical book. Uh, it's a great, great read. Um, we, we teach the concept because it is takes some you know outside the box thinking, and especially with uh, individuals. You know, unique set of circumstances. We help formulate a plan uh, around that. Uh, so, if you'd like more information about our company and how to set up a free consultation, our phone number is 800 870 8670, or you can email us at info at uh, On previous podcasts, we mentioned that uh, we do have a new article that came out. And uh, the article is for real estate investors. You can access that article at www.bankonyourself or bank. BeYourBank.com. <laughs> oh, BeYourBank.com. It's been a long day so far. <laughs> so be, BeYourBank.com, We also have, uh, also have an article coming out soon that's for uh, professionals, doctors, chiropractors, dentists, and so forth uh, on how to use the banking concept in conjunction with your practice. So definitely stay tuned uh, for that. So, Michael, any parting thoughts? No, always good to be here. Okay. It's always good to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So I'm going to read two quotes in parting. Uh, these are both by Murray Rothbard. Murray Rothbard is um, was was a crucial part in the in the formation of um, Austrian economics. He wasn't the founder, but he was essential in how it progressed. He was also part of uh, the objectivist movement, which we've talked about before on this podcast. Uh, so here's how he how he talks about the the whole idea of scarcity. He says, all human life must take place in time. Man's time is always scarce. He is not immortal. His time on earth is limited. Each day of his life has only 24 hours in which he can attain his ends. Time is a means. All means are scarce. Uh, and here's another awesome quote. It says, the origin of all property is ultimately traceable to the appropriation of an unused nature-given factor by a man and his mixing his labor with the, new, the natural factor to produce a capital good or a consumer's good. For when we trace back through gifts and through exchanges, we must, we must reach a man and an unowned natural, natural resource. In a free society, any piece of nature that has never been used is unowned and is subject to a man's ownership through his first use or mixing of labor with this resource. So again, what that points to is man's capacity to utilize resources is infinite. However, 
the resources themselves are not, okay? So one of the most profound resources we have is time. Uh, that time is well spent when you educate yourself because what it allows you to do is become more efficient with your time. Money is also important because money is a byproduct of your capacity. It's a byproduct of your effort. It's a byproduct of your labor mixed with these resources that we're talking about right there. It is a, basically it's a measurement of that, okay? Money is finite, okay? However, your capacity to earn money is not. So it's a very, very interesting subject and maybe we'll do a kind of a part due yeah, Part two. follow up. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. Uh, have a great week, and we will talk to you next week.